production team in the trial of V.D. Savarkar. After a long and eventful life, he passed away in 1954 in England. Dennis Kincaid was born in 1905, studied at Balliol College, and joined the ICS under parental pressure instead of studying Egyptology as he initially wanted. He arrived in India in 1928, and again, like his father, was allotted to the then Bombay Presidency. He was posted at Satra and Larkana, as Sindh was then part of Bombay Presidency, before proceeding on long leave in 1932. It was during this holiday in Greece that he wrote The Grand Rebel, but did not publish it immediately. Instead, after being transferred to Karwar, he wrote Darbar, a novel and tasted immediate success as a writer. He wrote almost a book a year after that, each of which was well received. He drowned off the coast of Garwar in 1937. The impression that he had made during his tenure can be gauged from the fact that almost 6,000 people came to pay their last respects to this young civilian who lies buried in Garwar, now in the state of Karnataka. The Grand Rebel and another book, British Social Life in India, 1600 to 1937, were published posthumously. Strangely enough, Charles Kincaid's last published book was also to be on Shivaji in 1948. Even more ironic is that Charles, the historian, is remembered today more for his non-historical writings, while Dennis, the novelist, is known more for his two works of non-fiction. I gratefully acknowledge that information about the Kincaids is largely derived from Dr. Arun Tikkakar's pioneering and well-researched The Kincaids, Two Generations of a British Family in the Indian Civil Service. Dennis had finished working on the proofs for The Grand Rebel and cleared it for publication when he died. Published in 1937, it met with immediate critical and commercial success. It was widely and favorably reviewed and sold well. Lord Willingdon, who had just ended his term as Viceroy, wrote after reading the proofs, I can sincerely say that the volume was to me one of the most delightful descriptions of the life of a great leader in India. This comment was printed on the dust jacket, as was that of Francis Yeats Brown. I have been fascinated by the accounts of the Imperial Court of Agra and the adventures of Shivaji. It was reprinted in 1939 and again in 1946 in cheap editions. A special edition was published during the Second World War for distribution among the Allied troops. An abridged version with illustrations for children was published in 1951 and by 1967 had been printed nine times. However, most importantly, it was reprinted in India in 1962 by the National Book Trust of India, not only in English, but in at least 11 Indian languages, including Hindi, Urdu, Assamese, Telugu, Punjabi, Oriya, and Gujarati. There are two notable things to remember about Dennis's book before examining it, and they are related to the title and subtitle that he gave it. The title itself comes from a half-contemptuous, half-admiring reference to Shivaji in the correspondence of the East India Company. We are immediately given to understand two things about Shivaji that Dennis wanted to fix in our minds. That Shivaji was a rebel against an established order, the Mughals, and that he was grand, that is, a great or extraordinary personality. Moreover, in the subtitle, he uses a very important word, He tells us that it is an impression of Shivaji. Dennis is telling us that it is not a formal biography, history or novel about Shivaji. It is one man's understanding of Shivaji based upon the available authentic sources. 
But why did he at all choose to write about Shivaji? What was the purpose for a literary venture of this kind, so different from his novels of the imperial encounter between the English overlords and their Indian subjects? The answer lies in his brief preface, in which he makes it clear that it is aimed at an English audience to whom Shivaji was still a shadowy figure at this time. He was known as the symbol of nationalism that Baal Gangadhar Tilak evoked through his Shivaji Utsav. Remember too that Kincaid wrote his book in the 1930s at a time of intense nationalist ferment. In Bombay presidency, Dennis could not have missed the manner in which Shivaji was idolized as a national hero. As he notes, This book is a study of the founder of the Maratha state whose memory inspired the rise of Hindu nationalism, a man for whom a majority of Hindus entertain much the same sentiment as the Germans for Frederick II and the Italians for Garibaldi, and whom the Marathas adore as more.